0: welcome to the have you met her yet podcast this podcast highlights the accomplishments confronts the uncomfortable and addresses our most fascinating questions about women in the workplace who they are what they do why you should know them join me your host Lindsay dunn each week as i interview a new influential woman in the workplace it is my passion to share their incredible stories You can expect real conversations, lessons, and stories from Canadian women who are thriving in their industries. Have You Met Her Yet? is brought to you by Pink Crown Creative, a Canadian creative agency and community. In this week's episode, I speak with Alexis Verdecchio, the founder of Ignited Mothers Coalition. I can't wait for you to meet Alexis. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Alexis. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you today.
0: Yeah, me as well. Um, so first off, I would love it if you can share a little bit more about who you are, um, what you do, and how you got to currently where you are in your career today.
1: Well, what I run right now is Ignited Mothers Coalition, and it's a program dedicated to women and um, resources, connections, just something to get people out and together again. So how I came about that was during COVID, I think there was a lot of disconnect between mothers and especially new mothers and making new friends and connections. And I saw the that there was a need for that. And being a mom, I'm a mom of teenage and adult, an adult a teenager and an adult. So it's a uh, I know the parallels of trying to find mom groups before COVID and then how hard it has been since there is COVID and how to get together and how to meet new people. So we want to bridge that gap for people and and also dedicate a lot of time to the actual parents, because I know as a parent for myself, we kind of let ourselves go. And then as soon as the kids are grown, then we're like, oh now what do I do with myself? So we want to make sure that everyone is comfortable and, and learning and growing and parenting, but also taking care of themselves. So that's where we came from. And before that, I was just a mom and doing dental work and now moving on to do my own business.
0: Amazing. And so are you still um, fully employed somewhere else? Have you kind of taken the leap and going full-time entrepreneur? Like what does that kind of look like?
1: the half and half situation. So I'm still a manager at a thrift shop in North Vancouver called Mount Seymour United Church thrift shop. So I manage people over there. And then on my side, I do my business and we have a few events coming up and we're planning quite a bit of things. So I think that I'll probably always be a person with a job and, and a business it just yeah. makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So can you share a little bit more about um, maybe how the business started, you know, who's a part of that, and maybe how you got together with with the co-founders?
1: Yeah, so the co-founder is actually a good friend of mine, and I met her through driving school. We both happened to be the only adults in the driving school, which was how we bonded. So Jennifer was actually in the class and pregnant at the time, and I was obviously not pregnant, but I was in there for the third time trying to get my driving license. And we just bonded over that. And then um, during COVID, she actually moved to Mexico. And then she came back because the situation was pretty bad over there in Mexico. So she came back to BC and we were just sitting there and we had this idea to actually do a calendar. That's how it started. And from the calendar, we were like, we need to actually have a business where there's connection groups for almost everyone, but there isn't really connection group for mothers that supports the mothers. Like it's mostly for children and how to socialize your child and behavioral things for your child, but there's nothing to actually teach parents how to be a parent and, and also have the resources and the things to build up your self-esteem and to help you if you're in a bad situation and just basically all the resources you need. Cause once they go to school, there's more resources that you might need. So we just started talking about them and we decided like. We can do that. And we kind of bring along another partner, which is also named Jen. So we're like two Jens and Alexis, but uh, Jen, the other Jen has kids that are in the middle age. And my friend who we, who's the other co-founder, Jennifer Thompson, she actually has a kid that's five years old. So we kind of all have children in different varying ages and stuff like that. So we have different knowledge that we can share with everyone. So there's like an experienced mom, a new mom and a mom that's in the thick of it right now.
0: Right. So, all sort of different stages. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, what kind of resources and events can people expect from, from what you have put together?
1: Well, we're really excited because we just started this new event that's coming up April 30th that will be on, it will be a paint night. So, it's basically oh. an embrace yourself and show like an actual imprint of like what you have on this world. Cause we all make like an impact on this world. So we're like, why don't you just enjoy your body, put it on a canvas and put it up in your house and embrace it. So that's what our first event is. And we have a few other ones that are going to be focusing on mental health and, and physical activity, not to lose weight, but to like, get, get moving, get active and get out there. So we have those three things going and then we have lots of other cool free events going on as well.
0: That's all in mindset of wellness. Right, right. Well, wellness. Yeah, that's, that's really great. And so, you know, you originally mentioned that you didn't feel like this type of community had been around just yet. Um, what has sort of been some of the reactions and, and support that you've gotten since you've launched?
1: Um, I think the most shocking thing is how many men are actually wanting to help and support. It's called Ignited Mothers Coalition. And they're like, so it's only mothers, can we be a part of it too? I'm like, yeah, we, we rally around the allies and support. It's for mothers, but it's also for parents, it's for caregivers, it's for people who are Even like a big sister could use it because sometimes as a big sister, you parent your little sisters and brothers. So it's basically for everyone. It's called Ignited Mothers Coalition, but we've gotten a lot of support from men, which was really, we weren't expecting that, but we got a lot of support from men and a lot of interest from different people around the world and actually a lot of grandparents.
0: And I thought that was really
1: cool. I'm like, yeah, they're the OG, the mothers, <laughs> they've been through the whole thing and they got the grandkids. So it's really nice to see them wanting to come and step in and, and help out and ask the word along. So it's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's really wonderful to hear that you have been getting a lot of support in areas that you absolutely didn't think would come from. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. I mean, for sure there's, there's lots of, um, I, I guess, on, uh, like on social media and in different areas, there's lots of things for like mothers. But, you know, when you said for dads and parents in general or any type of caregiver, whether, you know, you said it's a grandmother as well um, or sister or anything like that, um, it's really great that you are kind of filling that gap. And, and that's I think that will be interesting to see how things kind, kind of continue to form um, with the events that you have and the different opportunities that can come with that.
1: Yeah, we're pretty excited and our whole goal is to empower people to become better people. Like parents are people too and they need parenting as well. Like we never stop learning, we never stop growing. So it's nice to have a place where you as a parent are recognized and you're you're building yourself up so that you can take care of and build other people up. Because in, in all aspects, we are our children's first role models. And if we can't get our stuff together, then how are we going to put board of positive role models for our children so our whole goal is to help people become the best themselves and not like a Stedford wife, like you need to do this, you need to do that. We don't want to be that. We want to be whatever your self, like whatever your passion, whatever your goal is, whatever your talent is, because we're all talented in some way. Some people are artistic. Some people are like dramatic. Some people are introverts, but have a lot of stuff to offer. We want to make sure that everyone's becoming their best self so that they feel powerful and they feel ignited and they can help the next generation. And we want to have confident next generation and a happy one.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. That's that's really wonderful. Um, so you mentioned you have your first event at the end of this month. Um I'm assuming it's in person
1: or it's, in person. it's in person. Okay, Finally, yeah.
0: It's gonna be at the Beaumont,
1: uh, the Beaumont down in, in Vancouver. So we're pretty excited. It's a beautiful location. And then we're having an after party, I believe, at the Emily Car. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have some pa- painting, a dancer, and a guest speaker. And we really want to get people excited about life and excited about themselves. So we really want people to know that each and every one of us make an impact on this world and, and we should all be celebrated. So that's kind of like, and we're out of, we're getting out of COVID, which is like amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. we should really
1: celebrate that.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people for sure are looking forward to doing more things in person, um, what kind of advice would you give to someone who might be a, a a bit maybe just out of touch of networking? I mean, it's been a few years since we've met with people in person. Um... There's a lot of anxiety and stress that comes around that and being scared and and nervous. Um, Anything that you want to share, maybe specifically about your event or maybe, um, you know, I I know that we met through a networking event. Um, You know, What are what is some advice that maybe you can give someone who is either new to networking or wants to attend this event, but is a little bit nervous doing that on their own?
1: I think attending any event on your own is literally the best thing in the world because it just gets you out there. Like every single one that I went to, I was on my own. And it's nice to meet new people and to put yourself out there. Even if you're nervous, there's oh, like, I would have met you. I would have met a couple other people. And it's nice to get to know other people and meet new people. Networking is the best thing in the world. I think that everyone should network, everyone should put themselves out there, you're not going to like everyone, you're not going to feel comfortable in every situation, but you do get out there, and you do get to meet some amazing people. And um, I'm hoping at this event, they meet a lot of really cool people. I know a few people are coming that are already said that they want their tickets, and they're coming and uh, they're pretty cool people. So And we also do a lot of icebreakers and we, and we try to get people together because I know it is going to be an awkward time because we have been in mask. We've been isolated. It's like been way more than before. Like before you didn't go, you go to an event you don't know anyone. It's kind of weird, but you know, you can make your way through it, but this is totally different situation because we've been isolated for about two years. So we definitely are taking that in. We have a lot of door prizes. We have a lot of activities to get people mixing and moving and, and we we really work on being inclusive. we want to make sure everyone gets to meet everyone and everyone gets to know everyone because the more people you know, the bigger your circle is, and the more secure you feel in your community
0: yeah absolutely um yeah i'm I'm finding now with the masks being lifted as well, that adds like another kind of layer of being socially awkward a little yeah. bit um oh, yeah so it it is. It is wonderful that we're like finally at this moment in time. Um, And it is great that you have all of those things really prepared to kind of help those unsure moments um, of people maybe even like meeting up with people for the first time. Yeah,
1: this could be the first event that a lot of people have gone to. So we're definitely looking into that and making sure that it's a fun and exciting way to get them all out and mixing and meeting new people and talking again. It'll be like riding a bike. Yeah. It'll be hard at first, but then like, you're like, oh yeah, I remember how to do this Yeah, and it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I, I kind of want to learn a little bit more about some of the things that you've gone through. So, you know, you've, you've created this wonderful community for women. Um, you know, you said that you have children who are sort of in their teens right now, you know, what are some of the things that you wish existed for you? And maybe if you can share some of the struggles as being a working mom um, and being a mom who's trying to build a business right now. Yeah,
1: it's definitely a lot of work. I think being a mom kind of prepares you for that because you always have to have your hands in a lot of buckets. But I think that it also teaches you to slow down and to, to uh, like take on as much as you can take on and not take on too much. Because when you do, you just burn out and it's not good for anyone. Mm-hmm. So hence the so why we have all these new courses. We have one on breath work and on like um, meditation and, and getting active. I really want to, that's where... In the beginning, I think that I kind of failed. I would try to take on way too much and be like, I can do it all, but you can't do it all. So you have to take off little baby steps and work from there and you will get it done, just not as super fast as you thought it was. But when you get it done super fast, sometimes it's not quality and it's also not, um, you like you'll have a burnout and a burnout is terrible, let me tell you. You don't wanna have it, it takes a long time to recover from. And it's like, just take the baby steps, relax, slow down. And even with parenting, I'd say the same thing. I know when I had my first daughter, I was really into reading the what to expect when you're expecting and what to expect when they're one. And uh, by the second one, I realized they're going to do whatever they're going to do anyway. So just enjoy the time. And I think that that's kind of what you need to do is enjoy the time and take and make the work like sit there, take the extra time, read your kid a little bit extra story in your business. Take that little extra time when you have it and and work something out kind of. Balance your work life, but also take the opportunities to do better when you can do better.
0: Yeah, that that's really great advice. Um, can you maybe share if you received any um, like extra kind of like mentorship or help or training when you were looking to start your business? Was there anyone? Um, you know, you you did you do have some co-founders as well, but was there anything else that kind of helped? give you that courage to make that leap to start something
1: it was actually the last event that i went to that made me want to do an event and i think that you were there as well for the boss up event and uh, i think it was in the lonsdale key that was the one that was just yeah. like,
0: yes yeah that sounds familiar
1: something. like i've been working for all these companies all all my life i've been doing but it didn't really give me the passion. It's kind of like do what you love and, and it will never be work. So that's kind of what my business is. It's like something that I love to do, something that relates to me. I'm a mom, I'm a woman. I, I have all the struggles that every other woman has. So it's nice to put all my energy into that and, and kind of help out. And I know that That was a huge one. Talking to Terry, who was one of the lecturers there, really pumped me up and was like, yeah, let's go. And I have a couple other friends who were like really influential and saying, yeah, Alexis, go for it. That's a great idea. We back you up. And so I'd say friends and family were the hugest supporters and a couple of uh, the people that work at my or volunteer at my shop. are seniors and they've been in in business their whole lives and they're like yeah Alexis here's some tools these are the things that you can use so it it was kind of nice to have that support and some people around and that's what our business is it's going to be like support and help for mothers because we all together can come together and give each other the information that we need
0: yeah Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, how do you balance all of that? So, you know, you, you mentioned you're working, you're a mom, now you have a, a new business. Um, do you have any sort of like tips on, on what you do to kind of balance everything?
1: sounds strange, but like sleep is the best thing. (laughs) So (laughs) turn into that little old lady, nine o'clock, try to set, get yourself to bed early, get up early, working early in the morning before I go to work is honestly the best thing. It's quiet. It's peaceful. I'm well rested. Do a couple hours, go to work, come home, (laughs) do the family thing, and then start over again. And we do designate it one day a week to the business and then the rest to work. I don't work on Monday. So Monday is kind of my day to do any of the things that I need to do for business that will take a little bit more time. So it's definitely allotting your time properly. (laughs) I'm like, not, you can't do both things at the same time. It, It just doesn't work.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's really hard to get to that, balance part but you know it, it does take some time Um, you know there are a lot of struggles that you go through before you're like okay we need to get this schedule in place you know having Mondays off I'm sure really really helps you know sometimes the hustle and bustle of the weekend is stressful and Mondays people hate Mondays so it's
1: I love Mondays I'm like yeah here we go I'm getting things done I get a lot of work done and it's it's amazing and I think even though it's kind of like old school, an agenda really helps because when I don't have an agenda, as you know, I'm like I forget things. I'm like, whoa, when is this? When is that? So having an agenda is like key and I usually write almost everything in the agenda and that helps me have a visual of what I need to do and what's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> completely agree. I need to be visual as well. Um, yeah, I used to be someone that needed to have an agenda to write absolutely everything. And I've kind of gone from having a digital calendar to having like a written one. And then I have another to-do list and just so many little things to kind of keep your brain a little bit focused.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like the post-it note on the windows too. Like we, we did that. We started it with um, a gratitude course that we were doing. So we had to write a positive message to ourselves each day, but then I started putting a positive message and then a one thing that I could tackle that day. And it helps me. I'm like, Oh, I want to tackle this. And then I look up in the mirror. Did I even do that? Yeah. I, I, I didn't do it. So then I can do it by, by the time I go to bed or something, because you're always going to look in that mirror and when you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth or do something. That's so fair. it's, it's a helpful reminder for me.
0: Yeah, Since yeah. I'm a
1: visual <laughs> person.
0: <laughs> yeah, visual is key for sure. Um, do you have any advice or or anything that um, maybe some early on career mistakes that you might have made that you learned that kind of helped made you um, be a little bit more successful in, and you know starting a business and maybe with motherhood as well.
1: I think working retail is a a must for everyone. I think everyone should work at least one year in retail and you'll learn everything you need to learn in life. You'll learn how to deal with people. You'll learn how to deal with money. You'll learn about your taxes. It's a pretty awesome place. And I, my background was in retail and then I went into administration and office management at dental offices. And from that, I learned a lot about people and how how systems need to be in place and how you have to be um, pretty organized and can't be just like, oh, well, I think I'll do this today and maybe I'll do because you will fall behind and it'll be a nightmare. So seeing all the systems, seeing how they market, seeing how they, how they do sales and how they get people in and how they advertise was really important and really, and just making sure that people are happy because that's the main thing. No one's going to come back to you if no one's happy. So that's what I learned from my career before and the mistakes I would learn were the same things. If you're, if you're selling the most, but you're not selling them things that they want, they're not going to come back. If you're selling them things that they want and that they could use, then they're going to come back regardless. Like you could get a, maybe a $2 sale from this person, but the person keeps on coming back at each week with $2. And that adds up to a lot more than that one huge sell you have. So it's not always about quantity. It's about quality and it's, about human connection you want to make sure that people are connecting with you
0: yeah absolutely the human connection is huge and you're like the customer service part is huge as well um, I absolutely agree I think everyone at one point or another should have some type of um customer you need to do some retail job. yeah work
1: at McDonald's for like at least a day
0: exactly. yeah retail <laughs> a lot Customer service, hospitality, like all of those things. Um, being on the other side, so when you are in those areas, like you know how to just respectfully treat someone else, and and you know you're not taking out your anger or frustration on a minimum wage employee who has nothing to do with the things that you're really mad about or anything else, kind of like that.
1: Yeah, that is true as well. You learn how to be a good customer. I'm an excellent customer. I'm a great tipper. I never these people are they're getting paid minimum wage to deal with a lot like when you actually break down what you do as a customer service representative there's a lot of work that goes into that and I think a lot of people don't understand that it's a negative but it's also a huge bonus because you're learning so much through those experiences if you ever did want to have a business you are the business when you're out there and you're talking to these people and you're getting these people to sign up for things or buy things so it's it's a real it's a real learning tool that I think everyone should do. And it's like a paid college kind of degree, especially yourself up in the situation. If you start from like, uh, like floor all the way up to in management. And once you get into management, you learn so much more about the business and how things work. There's so much you can get out of it. I think with all jobs, you should always look for the positives and what you can take out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, you know, was International Women's Day. And one of the major topics there was breaking bias for women in the workplace. Um, how do you feel, you know, women can navigate biases as, as a mother in, in a workplace and trying to grow a career and start a business? Um, any, any kind of insight into that? I think
1: there are still biases. Unfortunately, there are still people who think that... This is a men's world, or women are too hormonal to run a business, or oh, it's a lady job, so it can only be a clothing store, it can only be this. And I think that that still needs some work. But the only way we're going to get there is if people keep on going out there and we start supporting local. Like if you see a local woman starting something, go support them, go out there and and buy what they what they have or see what they have to offer because um, that's the only way we're going to make any change. If we're not supporting these businesses, they're never going to go anywhere.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I really love the piece on supporting local as well. It always starts from here in our own backyard yes. um, and just really, really giving your your time, money, advice, knowledge, support, love, like all of those things to people who are just right in our backyard first and then, you know, continuing to share that. That's really wonderful. Yeah. Um, one of the major things you say on your website for, you know, Ignited Mothers Coalition is, this, like, call to uplift mothers, you know, why do you personally have, like, where did this kind of calling you feel like come to you to feel so connected to that?
1: Well, I am a mother, and I've seen it with my friends and with my family, like, we're giving so much of ourselves, but we're not really, we're not really focusing on ourselves, we're just kind of letting ourselves go, we're not, we're not empowering ourselves, we're not becoming the best ourselves, we're, sometimes you don't even take time to shower or to wash your hair you're just like go 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 do this 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 but we're not thinking of ourselves and we're not we don't really focus like there is no books and saying like every book that I've ever picked up it tells you how to raise the child and how to do this with the child but it doesn't tell you anything about how to be a mother how to focus on yourself there's nothing there's I haven't found very many books that actually focus on moms and what they go through and and how to still be a human being. Like when you were little, you used to pick up the 17 magazine and it would tell you all the things and like how to talk and how to do this and that. But there's no like, oh, hey, you're a mother. This is how you do this. This is how you navigate through this. This is how you take time to yourself. This is, it's more about losing weight and raising a child. And I think that mothers are so much more than that, even though we've taken on the role of raising the next generation, we also need to remember that we're also raising ourselves and we are also still human beings and we still are women. So we still have to have joy. We don't, we're not just a, we're just not a nanny or one of those people who take care of kids only, we're, we're more than that. We're, we're bakers and this, that, and the other. That's why when I, I was a stay-at-home mom for the beginning half of my kid's childhood, and I remember that was actually the most difficult time of my life because I was working, 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 but no one saw that as a job. They just saw it as, you're staying home, how lovely. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm arranging classes, I'm doing this. I'm I'm actually doing way more than anyone else because it's 24-7, I don't get a break. So it's there's so much that goes into being a mother that I think that should really... You should care and support, and and focus on yourself a little bit. Even though it sounds like it's selfish, it totally isn't. If you're not totally like healed, and like there's past traumas from your own childhood that you could be repeating into your new like raising your child because you haven't grown from this. So I think that as a as a mother or a caretaker or or um, child care provider, you should actually look into these things and actually take care of yourself and grow. Because that's the only way you're going to be an actual good parent. And sometimes it's you're lucky and you had a great family and you have the great backbone. But what if you're not? Maybe you need more help. You need more support and you need to be known as an individual. As soon as you lose yourself, it's so hard for you to it's easier for you to accept bad things and negative things when you don't have a a strong head on your shoulder. And then it's hard for you to like once these kids leave your house, what are you going to do? I'm like, who are you? What I wouldn't want to go through that when, when I'm like in my 50s and my kids are out of my house and I'd be like, oh, what do I do? What are my what are my interests? Because you'd have to think about that.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly you've shared so many powerful pieces there. I mean, the first thing is, you know, losing that identity. You know, I think a lot of women have children. And like you said, don't know what their interests are anymore, don't know what their purpose is. You know, yes, they've they've had children, they've raised them successfully, they left the house, and then now what? Now what are you known for? What is sort of your purpose? Um, and then also, you know, sharing that you are human. I think that's that's such a thing that again, it blows my mind that. Like you said, there's not that hand, that perfect handbook out there. There's not that guidance. It's like you have a kid now, you have to raise a perfect kid, and if you don't, like you're a failure. Um, and if you're, you know, being selfish, then you shouldn't. Your kids should go first. But like you said, you forget that you're human. You have to be. You also have to be your best self to to raise great human beings. And if you are not taking those moments of self-care and reflection and and all of those things, I mean, again, it's so sad that it's taken so long for that to be a major part of conversations. I mean, I hope it's getting better from what I see that the conversations are, are definitely more Um, but you know, I hope it, it continues to go in that direction of, of having those resources available. And I think what you've created is really wonderful that women can think of about themselves. They can take some time for themselves. There's resources, you know, you're having events that they're going through. Um, but also having the permission probably is really important as well. I I mean, if no one has ever told them that they're allowed to think and feel these things and you know, it's probably pretty off bounds for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it can be. And I, I know for me, it was always easy because I've kind of lived that kind of life. So I've, I've always taken that time, but even in the beginning, I remember like just buying a dress for myself and being like, Oh, this is weird. I like, I should use that money to go and do something else for the kids. And then I was like, no, if the kids don't see you taking care of yourself, how are they going to take care of themselves when they get older? Because we are like, we are our parents. If you fall into like what your parents do, if you see your parents always giving away, never taking care of themselves when you're an adult, are you going to take care of yourself? No. And we want our kids to take care. I would never want my kids not to take care of themselves and to put themselves last and to think that everyone comes before them. I wouldn't want that. And it's good for them to know that like mommy's, just like you, we have time that we want to have to ourselves. And we have, like, you don't want to hang out with us all the time. We don't want to hang out with you all the time. It's, it's a mutual little thing here, kids. <laughs> I'm like, you're lovely. We love you, but we're a person too. You're a person. Our kids are, are an, a unique person and we can try to help them, but we can never make them who they are. They are who they are from birth. We right. can guide all them. Right. We can train them. We can try all the stuff we, can, we want, but Initially, the personality, their traits are there and we're there to guide them. And we, as parents, we're the same way. We, we are ourselves. We can't deny ourselves just so that uh, we spend every waking moment catering to our children and to our spouse or or to someone else. And like, we have to take care of ourselves as well. It's important.
0: I love that. That's so powerful to hear. Um, I'm sure a lot of women will relate and feel really empowered to again, have that just permission to know that, okay, I can take care of myself. I can have that. And um, again, the part about it being generational as well, I I think that is such a female thing for females to be the more selfless person in the parenting scenario and not indulge and not kind of take care and, you know, feel that they can't do things for their, their self. And it, it is so true that, that will be ingrained in you as, you know, I can even think about whenever I become a mom one day, there's so many things I've seen my mom do and not be selfish in many ways um, that it's just ingrained in you to think, oh, well, but like, yeah, as a mom, I can't go on vacation or I can't like buy that dress or I can't spend money on a facial or, you know, a pedicure, like all of those kind of things that make you feel empowered make you feel happy like make you do what makes you feel
1: happy because it'll help the kids if you're a happy mom your kids are going to be happy like there is some rhyme and reason to the like happy wife happy life like if you're not a happy person you're really not going to put out that even if you're trying people can tell the aura of you if you're not in a happy positive space you're you're going to be putting off that and you're not you're not going to find the joy in little things when you're not finding any joy in yourself if if doing your nails makes you feel pretty go do your nails that's okay like it's okay to do things for yourself and I think that that's the biggest thing and I think that finding yourself and also like counseling and and talking to other people and finding like finding that community because when I was raising my kids I was on my own to raise my kids I had them when I was quite early 21 or 22 when I had my first one 26 when I had my second one so uh I was the youngest out of most of the people that I knew and I was kind of on my own, but I did find community and having that community helped me to become a better parent because I had someone I could talk to. I had someone who was like, hey, Alexis, you know what? Do you want to go out for lunch? And I myself wouldn't have done that because I'd be like, oh, no, I, I should be. I'm staying home. I'm not working. I should just stay at home and clean the house and do all this kind of weird stuff. But right. having right. to have that little community, that little poke to say, hey, why don't you do something for yourself? Helped me not become one of those people who who didn't have the inner joy, who didn't have, like, I was confident in myself. I went out, I socialized, I loved networking. I started getting more into that with my friends and, and it does help. The more you get out there, the more you network, the more that you connect with other people, the more you feel connected to this world and the more resources and knowledge you have the diversity and, and, um, and groups that we have here is kind of amazing in BC, because there's so many diversities, there's so many cultures, there's so many religions and stuff like that, there's so much you could grasp and learn and, and be able to go all over the place and be able to be accepted. But if you're kind of close knit, you stay in your house, you don't do anything, it's, it's harder to be able to, to get other people's point of views and things like that. And it's important to get other people's point of views. You don't have to agree with everything, but it's good to at least acknowledge them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Having that healthy conversation and and different opinions. Um, Yeah. It just, it, it, it makes you think outside of the box and yeah, community is everything. Networking again, so, so important for so many things. And it is great that it's continuing to grow and and so wonderful that you've created this space for women that, you know, like you said, didn't have that opportunity here before.
1: Yeah. And we kind of wanted to make it a little bit stigma free because we know that there are support groups for women who are abused and, and women who are anorexic or, but we want to kind of bring all the stigmas out and have everyone together because no matter what, like even someone who's going through an abusive relationship, there are still parallels that someone else in another relationship could, could relate to, even though they're not being abused and having, like taking the shame out, because when you go to something like that, you're there and you know, like, Oh, I'm being abused. I'm in the abuse group. Like kind of brings out negative feelings instead of positive feelings. We want to have everyone come together as a group, as like friends and, talk it out and support each other and hey you need help with this oh you can go this place or you need help with that you can go over here or I've been there before instead of having it as like oh you're the anorexic person you're the person with a disability you're the person with a behavioral problem child you're like we don't want to separate we want to unite everyone together to to work on things together because you learn things from everything every situation you can learn something powerful from
0: that's really wonderful (laughs) So so cool that you've created that space for bringing people together. And like you said, not segregating, but just bringing people together for everyone to be aware of what's happening, um, but not feeling like that they have that label.
1: Yeah, I think labels stop people from wanting to actually get help or do things because you don't want to be that person or you don't want to be in that situation. But if you have a group together, it makes it better. Like if I wanted help in something, I would be happy if someone who didn't have the same situation was there as well, because it's kind of like, oh, this person supports me too. It's not just people like me, it's people in general support me. And I think that that's more powerful than, than isolating groups and being like, you're this one, you're that one. These are the stories that you're going to hear. Maybe you want to hear some stories from people who aren't in that situation and how they stayed out of that situation or how this person navigated or how some parallels are the same i think that that movie um was it made on netflix was pretty empowerful to everyone like i had some friends who were going through domestic violence and i had some friends who weren't and we all got different aspects out of that movie but we all found it very powerful and i think that that's kind of like what we want to have for people is that we can do it together you're not going to separate you we're not going to Say this is your problem. You go to this group, and yours this and that. We're just going to get people together, and we're going to work together to try to accomplish building people up and uh, giving them resources to help them if they need it.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, so we're just going to kind of change it up a little bit. Um, we're going to get to learn a little bit more about you in depth. So we're going to do some speed round questions. Right. Um, So feel free to just answer whatever kind of comes to mind first. (laughs) Um, what talent would you most like to have?
1: What talent would I most like to have? I think it would be. I do public speaking like in big crowds. I'm really good at like little crowds and one-on-one, but like get me in a big crowd and make me have to do a public reading of something. I would just like freeze and sweat and get totally embarrassing. So that's the kind of talent I would want to have. I wouldn't okay. want to be one of those Tony Hawk people who can just make the whole crowd happy without <laughs> embarrassing themselves.
0: Yeah. You're going to get there having in-person events. will definitely push that for you.
1: <laughs> I think so. I like to push the boundaries
0: um what is your greatest extravagance
1: my greatest extravagance is my makeup I love it COVID was terrible as you can see I have no makeup on right now but (laughs) once things start getting better and I stop wearing my mask I will be able to do my makeup and I think that's always been something that I really love I love a nice Fenty or Expensive makeup brands that are so gorgeous and doing my eyebrows and makeup, that's my most extravagance.
0: Yeah. Even more
1: than clothes. Clothes would be a close second.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And wearing lipstick without the mask marks either.
1: (laughs) Well, I tried for the longest time and I work in a shop where I had to wear it all the time and I take it off at the end of the day and they'd be like, Oh, what happened? Do you have was your lips swelling? I'm like, no, it's just (laughs) lipstick all over my face, nose and everything. It was terrible. I tried. For the longest time, and then I was getting masked knee and everything. So I was like, okay, no makeup. Yeah. But it took yeah. about six months of summer heat and mask knee to make me stop. <laughs> I love my makeup.
0: <laughs> um, what is the worst piece of advice you've ever been given?
1: I think it was actually to stop breastfeeding my child at like three months. For me, I think like I did with my second one, I did it until a year and a half. And I think for me, I would have liked to go longer. I think that that was the first time that I let go of my own, my own power. So that was what made it the worst for me because I was like, oh, I'm following someone else's. I, was let, I let someone else make the decision for me. And I think that that was something that I learned from. Cause I'm like, no, if I want to do something, I'm going to do something. And I'm not going to let someone else give me what they think is right because no one can know that except for me. So that was like the worst advice that I've ever gotten was that like, and it made me learn from that.
0: Yeah. Um, What is something that you want to learn more about?
1: I definitely want to learn more about climate change. I think that that's what I really want to be cautious of like seeing our summers and winters and even the pandemic, I want to really know how we affect the world that we're living in so that's right. where I, I would love to learn more about
0: what's your favorite rainy day movie
1: it's dirty dancing or a notebook mm-hmm. yeah those two I could watch them good forever.
0: Ones. yeah <laughs> good ones good ones um, where's the first place you want to travel when, you know, you feel freely can kind of do so. I mean, we're, we're definitely there on, on the cusp of that happening.
1: When I can fully enjoy it. I want to go to Italy or Greece.
0: Ooh.
1: My husband's Italian. So obviously we, we were planning on actually going there when my daughter graduated in 2020, but then everything oh. shut down. So then that, that happened and now they have like the COVID tests that you have to pay for so we're like okay well we're thinking next year we're going to be able to do at least one of those and I love Greece I, I love the colors and the food so I'm like it's definitely on my list but I could literally go to like anywhere and be happy you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could go to Kelowna and be okay
0: <laughs> um what is one quality that you love about yourself
1: I like my sense of humor I don't know if everyone loves myself at humor, but I love my sense of humor. I love how I can laugh about pretty much anything. I'm a pretty chill person. So, and I like to keep it funny. So that's what I like about me.
0: Um, what stranger has had the greatest impact on your life?
1: I would say it was my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Russ. He was really he's the one who was the most supportive to me. I was homeschooled until grade five. I came into school and obviously I didn't have this. I was like the weird homeschooled child. And I was also um, not up to speed as everyone else. And he really put in the effort and the time to like really show me and tell me that I was special and that I could do things and that I was good at things. I was actually a really good writer and a good, um, good choir. So, and he really like, made that a big deal. And it really helped my self-esteem because when you're going into a new situation, you're with all these kids and nothing, everything seems foreign to you. I had no idea what slang was. It was just a whole new world to have someone out there stepping up for you and standing up for you was really important. And he was definitely that person for me.
0: Oh, I love that. Really nice. And the last question I have for you is what's your favorite thing about being a woman?
1: It's everything. I think we're pretty freaking spectacular. I think the, I think every single piece of us is pretty amazing. Like we go through so much and we do so much and we can, we're very impactful. And I think that as women, we like to communicate more than anyone else. And I think that that's probably my favorite part that we can get together. We can talk, we can, we have very high IQ or yeah, IQs and we can like, we can see what people are feeling and we can, we can help each other. So I think being a woman intellectually and, and emotionally, pretty much the whole package, but like how we communicate, I think is very, and we care, like we can hug, we can cry, we can do all those things without anyone saying anything, like it's normal. So I like that aspect of us. I like that we show our emotions and we, and we tell people our emotions and I think that's very impactful. I love
0: that. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, Is there anything else that you feel called to share with our community today?
1: I just think that everyone should get out there and uh, really empower themselves. I think we're ending COVID. I think I want to see everyone get out there again and, and make it a new normal and make the new normal positive. Like Mm -hmm. let's keep all the negativity and the hate and the, and all that stuff for another time. Like let's get out there and start loving each other and letting people know that it's, that you're welcome. And that we're all here together as like a family, as a village to come together and help and support each other and support local police, because we really need to like over COVID, a lot of local businesses had to go down. And I think that it's important for us to have these little businesses because they actually help grow our community more than the bigger businesses. So go out there, support local and be nice, <laughs> be kind.
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Um, where can we find you?
1: You can find me at ignitedmothers.com. It's our website. We also have a Facebook page, still ignited mothers. And we also have TikTok and Instagram. So you can find all of those on our website.
0: Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Alexis. It was wonderful having you today.
1: Yeah, it was really nice being here. Thank you so much for thinking of me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share it with a friend who you think might enjoy it too. These small actions truly mean the world to a small business owner like myself. You can also stay up to date with the latest podcast releases, behind the scenes, and insider info about each guest by following us on Instagram. If you are interested in being a guest or learning more about our sponsorship and partnership opportunities, I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. It truly means the world. We wish you a wonderful week and hope that it is filled with creativity and love.